There they go, the clown and the two thugs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Town. I am Pat B. On the line today, we have Shayna Shay. What's up? And of course, Abby Abs. Hey. Today, we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. We are talking about Tenet. This is the Christopher Nolan movie that everyone's been talking about for, I don't know, has it been maybe months or years? Uh, when did it come out? We'll August? It. it came out yeah. in August of 2017. I no, was August saying... of 1946. No, no, I just remember. It came out in... August of 2024, right? I don't know. I'm a little bugged out. It, this whole thing it feels like that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, they've been talking about this for a while, actually. It was supposed to come out last year. It was supposed to come out earlier this year. And then uh, it's been delayed due to COVID. It's been delayed due to uh, uh, studio issues. It's been delayed due to Christopher Nolan losing his damn mind. And I now mean... it finally dropped. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Also, we're going to talk about Fearless Dawn meets Hellboy. Now, this is a new comic with Fearless Dawn from Albatross Comics meeting Hellboy, the very popular com uh, a very popular protagonist of comic fame, of film fame, in a one-shot one crossover. So we'll see how they actually mesh and how that pans out in a little bit. And then we're also talking about Hellstrom. This is the new Marvel production on Hulu. Disney owns two-thirds of Hulu, so... Disney owns two thirds of everybody, okay? Disney I owns mean, a but of me. they owned a third of Hulu before the Fox acquisition, but that meant now they own Fox's share of Hulu as well. So they, they ostensibly own controlling power of Hulu. And it's odd because they have um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. Yeah, that was the old deal before yeah. the mergers and acquisitions. Yeah, and you're pretty, you're pretty now much that saying, they, yeah, you know, uh, Punisher and Daredevil. And uh, Jessica Jones. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that why those shows will be like there was a an issue of whether or not those shows are going to get pulled from Netflix. But Netflix owns enough of the property that it probably won't. But that's also why the series ended. Mm -hmm. So now with Hellstrom, this is ushering in a new generation of these shows. I'm pretty sure we're going to start seeing Marvel properties on streaming services for a while, but it's also going to be up in the air as to which ones carry them on long term. So we'll talk about Hellstrom in a little bit. But first, we're going to delve into Tenet. If anyone's not familiar with Tenet, Tenet is the action thriller, excuse me, action science fiction, time travel, epic, military, whatever the thriller it's a lot. that's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, can you think of like one sentence to actually identify and qualify this movie and do a proper genre? I can't. I mean, let's see what's up. All right, it's cheating. It's cheating. Now, uh, this is the movie by Christopher Nolan. As we mentioned, it's been pretty much in production hell for a long time. It finally came out now, and the story is about John, uh, starring John David Washington, who uh, who plays the protagonist. He's not really given a name. He's the protagonist. Yeah, he starts off as a CIA agent and then ends up as an agent for an organization that you kind of see and kind of don't that kind of exists and kind of doesn't, and kind of does jobs to save the world, but kind of doesn't. It's like, what the hell is going on here? And I love the concept of watching this movie. I'm thinking to myself, wow, this fool actually, Christopher Nolan, this fool actually sat and watched uh, uh, his work, Inception, and watched Memento. He sat down and said, I did not make Inception confusing enough. I have to make another film that nobody else will get. Right. He's like, no, because he 
con- Inception kept people talking for like 10 years about what does the totem mean at the end? Now he has a movie that will keep us talking for 15 on what the crap did we just watch? Well, the thing is, part of the reason is because it like sort of made an attempt to come out in theaters. Oh, oh, okay. But I feel like that has to do more with Nolan's like snobbery of his art. Like, That's true. Like, so my my vision can only be seen in super high def IMAX screens, and and if you're trying to watch it at home, screw you. It's the way well, it was meant to be seen. Well, I'll, I'll, to be fair to him, this was like these the special effects in this picture were on point. Like, well, they would have to be business. They looked. I'm, I'm still I'm still like bugging off some of the scenes that I did. See. I mean, and don't the forget, no. Is, the problem is like I also go to see these. Because I love a good story. I love a good picture that I can follow. And if there's twists and turns, I like that. But this fool, legit, how much you want to bet? How much do you want to bet the premise for Tenet came from this cat having a drunk conversation with, like, I don't know, Martin Scorsese or someone? And they was like, I'm saying, uh, I'm saying, yo, Inception, Inception was dope. But yo, Memento, no, son. Um, like, Memento, I'm telling you. Memento, can't. Yo, you can't see Memento. The inception was good, Memento. And he was like, oh yeah? Hold my beer. And then <laughs> and it comes out in 2020. And no one understands what the hell's going on. I mean, I'm sure we'll understand at some point. Even if I gave away spoilers, I would not understand had I not sat through it. And even having sat through it, I'm still pretty shaky on like what actually happened at the end. I, I, I got the twist. I got the twist at the end. And I almost teared up a little. Besides that, what? And I'm, I'm going off, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm getting a little ambiguous. Abby, I'll let you step in because you got. I mean, this. like I, the way you described it, as someone who has watched it, I understand what you meant. Like, the ending is like you understand the ending, but like it's confusing the way that it sort of ended up there. Yeah, like, the whole scene it, on the yachts. Yeah, I was. Like, getting from point A, like, they went, instead of going from point A to point B, they went from point A to point Z. And they did, like, the whole alphabet out of order, which was really annoying. And that's sort of the best way you can put it, because you know, like, where everything goes in the alphabet, but you have to double check to make sure that you're in the right place. Does that make sense? It does conceptually. Yes. As for how the story actually played out, no, but that's okay because the story didn't make sense either. Uh, <laughs> Sh- Sh- Shane, I-, I-, I can I can tell you were riveted, so let me just break oh, down what happens here. It's more this was more a, an attempt to show the advancements that have been made with the technology and with how cool we can make certain scenes than the concern of telling a coherent story because the concept is essentially. There's an ambiguous MacGuffin device that can unmake the world via an algorithm. And that algorithm uh, has got, it's always an algorithm, but that algorithm is also- The algorithm has fallen into the hands of shady arms dealers and uh, black market tech dealers. And they're not really interested in unmaking the world. They're more interested in doing things like reversing time for profit. Uh, creating applica- creating uh, uh, applications, creating uh, hardware, creating 
little nuanced devices that can manipulate time to a degree into certain, I don't know, mini vignettes of life. You know, so yeah. it's, 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 it's like if I have something that can go backwards and I have something that can also transcend time and I have something that can phase through walls and I have something, it's like I've got a nice little toolbox of weapons at my disposal. So you can and, change things on the macro, but not on the large scale. Yes. Yeah. And you think at the start of this, oh, that's a neat device. That's weird. Okay, this is confusing, but I get it because it's about this and about this and about this, this, and this. And then when they try to explain it, I lost all sense of understanding that I thought I had because it's like they have these little things and I'm like okay I get the little things the little things that's cool and Abby go with me here because I thought I understood yeah, the, the basic the, the basic premise of it was good but when they got into like the little minute details about it was sort of when I lost all like idea yeah, it, and it's not even that it, it gets too nuanced it's just that I thought I had a conceptual understanding the way yeah. you were saying this is what happened. Like, okay, um, you were here and now we're at point C. Okay, my mind is filling in blanks that are that like, are coherent to my to my perception. And then when they explain, no, here's how we decided it works. Y'all are just like, I'm. I, I don't know. Like what the, physics, the physics, the physics of the, the situation people, doesn't like, add up. Hey. I I mean, right. but there's time travel, so I don't think the physics could add up. I mean, like. Theoretically, you can time travel, but um, hey, I understand Back to the Future. Like, like okay. the theory but is this... there, the application is not. Well, True. the application of this should have been really cool. Well, okay, well, we've talked enough about how actually confusing it is. Let's talk about the movie itself because I will say, for some very confusing work, this might be my favorite uh, uh, film with um, with Robert Pattinson. John David Washington has, has given great performances in each of the roles. I mean, I've yeah, but Robert Pattinson's I mean, been hit or miss for me, and I really like him. To be fair, he has picked some interesting ass roles. Just trying you to don't say of um Twilight, like mm. that movie. Those movies are like the bane of his existence, and he has done everything he can to prove that no, I'm actually a very good actor who can That's transform true. in everything. <laughs> Hey, but no, he will always be a vampire. I'm so sorry they made you a sparkly vampire. You didn't deserve that. You know what? As much as that wasn't his fault, you gotta you gotta power through and you gotta press on. Otherwise, we would still have uh, Sean Sean Aston uh, uh, trying to work out of that Mikey from uh, from uh, from Lost Boys from Lost Boys from uh, the Goonies um, uh, swag there. You know, so it's I like you, you power through and you make it happen. Otherwise. I mean, okay, on the exact opposite spectrum, look at look at uh, uh, Corey Corey uh, Corey Feldman. Yeah, he never yeah. shed his teen image. It's... He's still the same. Yeah, no, this is yeah, why so... his career just never. Also, I don't think he was that good of an actor to begin with. But uh, <laughs> wow, I know, I think so Robert Pattinson's been taking uh, more interesting roles, and this is definitely one of them. I gotta say, he's definitely coming into his own. Also, it helps that. He, he looks different. He looks like a, an older person. I mean, he this. is older and now. I know he's older, but it's just like in this picture, he looks more like rough and grizzled. He looks like somebody who's been through these missions. He doesn't look like a young vampire that's shining in the sun. Um, yeah, no, I feel like a lot of leading men are that kind of actor. Like, I feel like the transformative actors of the character are um, because they go from character to character quite yeah. legitimately, 
but like the people that are often like our leading role kind of people, they often just play a version of themselves. Um, depending on the characters, why a lot of them have like a character type that they play and it's hard for them to get away from it. No, no matter how much it does kind of bother people, I get why Denzel got the Oscar for Training Day. That was a much bigger jump outside of his normal characters that he plays. For example, Brad Pitt, which I totally came up on my own. Um, he, he, in a lot of the movies that I've seen, um, doesn't really play the character he sort of plays himself as the character which like is okay but like you also like have to want to play more into the character which can be a bit cheesy at times because like well i mean it depends on the role too that's when it gets yeah. into the actress paralysis of making certain things yours and he's done it more often than not which is good but he also he's got his foibles man if, if you if you've seen ad astra which is the main uh, example that comes to me it's just a boring ass movie it's beautiful but a beautiful boring ass movie that i think uh brad pitt personality injection would have actually worked in that situation and i realized the irony of being the one that was just calling out how different it is to separate the actor from the act from the from the, from the role but sometimes yeah. it's necessary brad pitt's one of those ones that definitely has those chops and I think that uh, John David Joaquin is one of the dudes that also has those chops. And when he can pull it out when it's necessary, that uh, can actually make a production. But this was one where I think they needed to focus more on That's making, true. Uh, something you can process as the audience. Um, yeah. Abby, what was, what was your general impression? That I've so, talked about? I, so, like, I thought it was a good film overall, although it was a bit confusing for most of it. I think I have to watch it again to fully understand what the heck just happened. You will not understand until the 26th viewing. And then, like, the 26th viewing, you'll just, like, it'll click and, like, you'll be like, oh, so that's what that is. Mm -hmm. It really is all about those twists and the experience of sitting down, watching all this stuff. I'm going to give it a thumbs up, but only on the concept of a lot of work went into this. It was hyped oh, up. Yeah. And it's not one that you'll waste your time seeing, but that's true. I mean, I'm not gonna sit through this again. I can't even recommend. <laughs> He's like, I can't. I, I, I can't. Yo, and and mind you, and mind you, this is somebody who I love. Inception. I've watched Inception. I think going on ten times now because I wow. like the movie so much. So I have no problem wrapping my head around a confusing ass story. But this is, this is like, this is Ultra this confusing. is not JV. This is varsity. Uh, when you when you talking like varsity confusing. confusion. Yeah, the movie comprehension. This, this is like this is like expert level, okay? They this said that they will like, be up on max. They're not playing like around here. Inception level two. Yeah. Like, but I think I, I have a feeling that it's very much his point. He wants you to he wants you to think about it. Like he has really high um thoughts about um film art. He's also one of those directors who only records on actual film. He doesn't do digital. Um. So like every scene in this movie was done three times both forwards and backwards like there's no way they got those in one take there's oh no not no at all. way they, they and them. they did have to film it like in reverse and then forward and like they, that was a thing for every single shot like for it to work the way he wanted it to like, like look i would never Imagine. speak against his level of artistry because clearly he has a vision and he is very good at executing I'm a huge fan of Doctor Who, so like I have I have a lot of experience because of um, their 
there's this one character named River Song. Song, yeah, the doctor's wife. Yeah, the doc um, it, it's pretty clear that she has, um, since her introduction to the show, that she has a clear connection with the doctor. And like, but the thing is, is her timeline and the doctor's timeline are so out of whack. And it's just like, that's like the one thing it reminded me of because they would all always like meet up, but at different times in their own timeline. It was a really good film, but I have to go thumbs down. Mm. She's like, cause I can't watch it again. I can't, I can't. I think that's the other thing about the backlash to some Nolan films is that people legitimately feel a little dumb after watching them. Cause they're that like, well, I can't true to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't it's not meant for you to understand just to contemplate even having watched it i don't feel i can sit and have a conversation with anyone about this movie mostly because i was awed by the effects the effects were cool the story itself it didn't move me the parts that i did understand i was kind of bored by you know yeah, uh, like, I, 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 did you feel really invested in so, the story of the wife and the arms dealer i was no, like the protagonist of it was like all over the place. I was like, I just want to see where this goes. But like, I didn't know where it was going. And like, that's part of the suspense, which is really good. But like, it's like, I don't know where this is going because like, I don't know what are sort of like the laws of the film. And people have a hard time writing around paradoxes. I, I, I feel like, like yeah. That's true. I feel like it was fated that your mic would cut out right when you said that because that was that was unique paradox that, 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 that. Yeah. all right all right so now let's talk about so now let's talk about fearless dawn meets hellboy this is the new crossover uh taking uh fearless dawn uh the character in the crew from as i mentioned earlier albatross comics with hellboy the character that we've all had a lot of exposure to over the past few years there's been uh three movies there have been comics for decades the bprd um uh characters have kind of come through different waves of popularity online and i think after movies like uh shape of water we also got hints of this might be a spiritual sequel or a prequel to a character in the hellboy universe you know it's been kind of in your face so the fact that fearless dawn is a more obscure character i'm wondering if this was kind of a covert attempt to get more uh, press and exposure for a book that maybe is waning, maybe is kind of losing that initial wave of popularity it has, or if it's just this was opportune because there's nothing else going on in comics. It didn't read as a as like your normal Hellboy comic where I want to see some cool stuff happen. I want to see you getting gangsta on using that hand. Oh, it's just time. The Fist of Doom. Take that. <laughs> you know, I want to see all that. And instead, yo, these cats sitting around eating pancakes. You know, I mean, you're just having a character moment. I know it's it's not it's not a bad thing. I do like some. I do like when books aren't all about that heavy action, no plot, yeah. no story. Sometimes they want to humanize them, but I didn't get any substance in this. You know, it's like I want to see some cool stuff. I want to see what made these characters unique coming together. And instead, it starts off like the the setting is ambiguous because it starts off in the '60s, and then there's is there time travel was it a dream sequence was there a portal that opened that we didn't see because it was off panel we're not, it's, there's no explanation it just starts off in one location at one time and then ends up in a completely different location at a different time and we notice that there's been a paradox here it's never explained it's never addressed it's just shown to you and you just take that at face value normally if this was a run in the storylines 
it would be addressed in a later issue. But knowing it's a one shot, they really are just leaving this out in the ether, which is a little that, that made me that made me fall. A little, I felt a little flat. I felt a little flat and a little cheated about that. You know, maybe maybe they're making a collective gamble. Hopefully, there'd be enough um, demand for it that they can continue. There might be. That's best case scenario from the way you're describing it, but like maybe. No, I'm actually very surprised. You're not usually the optimist, but I think you might be. Uh, you might be spot on there because it's reading this. I get the sense that there are some heavy stories in Fearless Dawn, and Hellboy is more is more action and and like mystery uh, uh, intensive. And this was just a hey, these characters meet, and nothing really happens. They meet, they fight some Nazi reanimated Nazi zombie creatures. And one has a reaction, oh, that's not what I expected to happen. Another one's like, oh, y'all got pancakes? Word. You know, it's just, it's just, at the end of this book, I was just like, wow, y'all accomplished nothing. But I mean, hey, I know, I know y'all like pancakes and, and I know you can work together. So this may have been a litmus test too. Best case scenario from my point of view is that this was the litmus test uh, to see if People respond positively to these two uh, worlds being brought together, and if so, we might see more from uh, Steve Mannion's Fearless Dawn and Hellboy coming together. The same way they couple Lobster Johnson and Hellboy, you know, they might couple Fearless Dawn and Hellboy in the future. We'll see. That's what it felt like to me. This didn't feel like one you read for the story. This felt like one you read and want to know if you want to buy more series. You know, but it is what it is. It's Fearless Dawn meets Hellboy. And give me the thumbs up only on the concept of it didn't suck. It wasn't a bad read. This was just like if I had a very if I had a very short uh, train ride from point A to B and I didn't know what to read, this would be one that wouldn't be terrible to pick. You know, so it's like uh, on, on the barest minimum, it gets a thumbs up because it's not bad and worthy of a thumbs down. Fair enough. But it's Fearless Dawn meets Hellboy. It's by uh, both Mike Mignola and uh, Steve Minion. And you can check it out. Art was nice. <laughs> That's always a plus. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, art is good. It's a comic. Art's half the game. Yeah, and yeah. also, they like, did split the art dudes. Now, let's talk about Hellstrom. Yeah, do it in a demon voice. <laughs> and now, let's talk about Hellstrom. The comic brought to you by the Dregs and Mob. <laughs> that one. Thank you. Yeah, sure, that'll work. All right, so now, now we'll talk about Hellstrom. This is the new, uh, series, uh, but still a Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe production. Now, we're used to these being on Netflix. Hulu's taken up that mantle, and the shows from now on, starting with Hellstrom, are now have been announced to be carried uh, on Hulu for the foreseeable future. Hellstrom is the story of Damon and Satan. Excuse me. Damon yeah, and Anna. Anna. Call uh, no, well, well they do in the comics. In the comics. Yeah, yeah, no, that's my point. Things. Like, for the show, she's just Anna instead of Satana. I might have been too on the news, you know? No, no, it, it's, it's, it's right there. And, also, and why would you still be so... walking around calling yourself Satana? Hey, if you saw her style in the comics, so she got horns and everything. All yeah, right, yeah so but if you, saw, if you saw her in the uh, comics, she lives in hell. Yeah, <laughs> but if you also saw Damon's sort of, like, look in the comics, he's just, like, rocking the cape and the trident. And no shirt. No and no shirt. shirt. He just doesn't have a shirt. He got abs. He's going to wear the shirt I mean, less than uh, Steve Maganello. I mean, no one gets mad at Aquaman for not wearing a shirt. Well, yeah, but he's Jason Momoa, so. 
I mean, yes, he is, he is he is the epitome of man. He is. Oh man, I that man is just the powerhouse. I really. Oh my god. <laughs> Can I just oh. say, I got to meet him at Rhode Island Comic Con. Really? Like, as tall. I could climb that man like a redwood. He's so tall. They're the son and daughter of a mysterious and powerful serial killer. And the Satanist. Uh, it's Anna important Satanist. Yes. And they've got a complicated dynamic as they, they track down the um, uh, terrorizing worst of humanity it's kind of ambiguous what they actually do they're both like freelance exorcists on their own shana you want to give a breakdown of your interpretations of hellstrom well for me hellstrom was about as you said um damien and anna who are siblings father is a serial killer slash satanist um when you start the story you um Damon and Anna are estranged and they have not, they only speak to each other sporadically over the years. After, apparently after their father was found dead or caught essentially for what, found out for what he had been doing, um, they were separated. But they had been separated before that because the father did kidnap Anna and used her as a lure for his victims. <laughs> Which is oh. terrible, can I say? Um, but Something happens at the facility where their mother, who's being held, who is also possessed by a demon, um, and also it's a weird witchery happens beyond that. Weird Without witchery? giving it too much away. Yeah, I was trying to think of a... I, I should have said devilry, but you know. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it so makes sense. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so... The story is mostly about them essentially getting on the same page so they could deal with the dark things coming for them. Yes. And yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. So Abby, how about you? What were your interpretations? So I, so I, they sort of like thrust me into the story. Like I didn't really, like they just sort of went right into it at the beginning. Um, uh, like the first episode, like they sort of like tossed some things up in the air, and like a lot of other things were sort of left unsaid that you find out later in, in the uh, show. And like some of it is like really, like I really did enjoy it. It was really good. I'm it's very well done. I'm only on episode seven at the moment, uh, but I really oh, do. you are in for some stuff. Oh I my know. god, it just gets more. Gooey. <laughs> I was like, it is. There are some intense moments, and like, I don't. Um, I remember, like, I was looking up uh, some things in um, uh, some things about the comic, and there is like when we were referencing uh, him just wearing like the cape and the trident, and like their sort of comic counterparts. There is that. Um, there is this like imagery throughout the season of um, a young demon sort of like with like blood on his shirt and like lying on the floor. And I think that could be sort of a sign of like going back to the comics. I like, like that. Well, okay. I, not, not to give too much away. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not, you're not that far off. And I do think 
once you progress a little more into the series, um, there'll be some eye-opening, like some, you'll go wide-eyed more than once. But... That's not my experience, but okay. That's, that's not your experience? Okay, okay, so Shane, No, your... but you know what? Apparently, and I want to blame this show a little bit for this, because I don't think I have watched this much stuff on my own, but maybe I did. I don't know. You're um, welcome. I feel like I've watched a lot of things with a satanic, or read a lot of things of a satanic nature in the last seven or eight years, and... I mean, I, I watched... <laughs> and so a lot of these tropes are not surprised. So I <laughs> see... Oh, wait. Something gonna be gooey. Yep, it's gonna be gooey. So Somebody I, gonna be forced in a position they don't want. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I watched a lot of Supernatural. It's one of my longest sort of fandoms that I've been in, and I can't help but draw some parallels between Supernatural and um, and Hellstrom, which is like the total endpoint because, like, you know, like they're both obviously like supernatural -y shows about supernaturally things and they're both sort of fighting demons and it's just about like two siblings trying to fight the demons both of the shows very down to its core and they have an estranged both series also have estranged parents uh with just complicated relationships with their fathers always a complicated yeah, complicated relationship with the father fathers. almost yes. as complicated as, as trying to say that Yes, it was. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you something. But um, the, the whole um, like thing is, is like, I couldn't get like a lot of these sort of satanic shows have a lot of like to do with like the church and like. Oh yeah, there's there's a like lot. it's like why just like the church? Like why not other mythos or like. Stories, I guess. No, I'm right there with you. I, I honestly I mean, blame like shotgun storytelling. They're just yeah. trying to find. Uh, well, okay, knowing the history of the comics, I'll get into that in one second. But I think with like uh, sh a show like this, where yeah, it's all about the satanic history. They're writing for a specific region, and it's shotgun storytelling. They're trying to capture. Okay, what can we tell that the most, according to our purview? Uh, people can latch on to have some association yeah. with the concept of religion, whether or not they are religious or they're just sick of re hearing about religion from religious people. They mm -hmm. have some association with it, so they're tied in. Mind you, this isn't the type of show that would go big in, uh, say, like China, where it's primarily, it's not a Christian culture that is the no, primary, primarily. It's, a, it's a Buddhist culture, you know? I mean, uh, sometimes. Well, what I'm getting at is it's a non-Christian religion as the most prominent Fair in that society. Yeah, so, you know? like, I... Like, that's not making excuses. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. You know like, what? Yeah. Funny it's enough. Like, um, if I, growing up, like, I didn't really know anything. Like, I didn't know that, like, Christianity was, like, a large religion and that it existed and that people practiced it. Practiced. I can't words today, apparently. <laughs> it's um, not just me. <laughs> um, I, I think you're rubbing off on me. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> like I, I didn't really know how it worked, and like I, a lot of what I knew was what my dad told me and uh, what I watched through television. Because I spent my, I spent my childhood going to a synagogue and reading Hebrew, and like I didn't know anything else other than that really. And I had like friends in like school that, would, and so like watching this from sort of like a 
like a third party is really interesting because like you sort of get like an outside perspective on it um so like it like a lot of like the religious undertones it takes me i think longer than the normal person would take to understand them if they grew up in a more like religious setting i guess that makes sense that's fair like it's also like i think the other part is is that um Catholicism is a lot of people actually find the imagery from Catholicism it's creepy. Um, oh, yeah, and it I, can I'm be. one of those people. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a crazy thing. Um, that, it also begs the parallels between like Catholicism and voodoo, which there are a lot of parallels because a lot of modern view has a lot to do with the mixing of an older religion and Catholicism. <laughs> And so, like, the iconography is a little similar, so it all kind of looks spooky. Well, it all gets a little dicey when you look at the teachings of Cathal and the tenants of them. Um, yeah, like, all the story of Damon and Anna, this show, I think, went all out with the budget on those special effects, because you're right. I mean, the effects were good. Gooey. Oh, uh, I hate the gooey. Room. I really don't like <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like the gooey parts because it's just it's more than you would expect to see on a TV show. They could have really cheaped out and gone CG everything, and instead okay, they made know? sure nice. you can hear things squish and oh. like parts pull apart. Like, and those teeth, to the, the, those teeth. Yeah, that, oh. yeah, that that was gooey, and I didn't like it. But like, hats off to the people who did the set, the sound design for the set because clearly they did a good job because they made me uncomfortable more than once yeah Definitely. and also like, the, the makeup like the, the makeup for like some of the sort of other things and was terrifying like that uh one stomach thing just freaked me out that like, one stomach thing because oh, i mean like, like, like this i haven't oh, finished but finished, like, yeah. like, like the, the stomach so thing, many things like the, the, the it like uh, I don't want to spoil it because no and I, we will try our best not to spoil it. I'm but gonna like, try to like keep the, my discussion like opens, up to love. Up it to opens four. up and it's just disgusting. It's just yes, like it, it's gross. All that mission accomplished. Did All right. Move? All right. Well, while while we're talking about Damon and Anna, the performances were kind of they, they were okay mostly. I will say as much as I like the effects in this, the story never really like compelled me. I thought it moved yeah. a little slow. And I think I attribute that to it being the 10 episodes at just about an hour each. They're about 55 minutes. And if it was like crammed into, well, crammed, if it was condensed into maybe six or eight, I think it would have been, it would have moved at a better pace. And I think that would have messed a little more with me. I mean, that might be it, but um, I, it does sound like a weird nitpick, but I think part of the other issue is that they played a little safe with the um, character arts for some, especially with yeah. Anna. Like, can I just say, when you have a character in it as a child, if she is highly traumatized, um, and has like, especially having a lot of survivor's guilt as a child, yeah. yo, do they always have to make them into like this uber bitch when they're an adult? I get wanting control of your surroundings. That is a normal thing people who have traumatized but i see it too often give a different personality type thanks well no one's giving them like points for being original you know well, this is something that, i just I mean, I, you know what 
it's the same character arc for um what's her name in um New Mutants, the Russian um oh, Ileana. Like yeah. it's the same character arc. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to become the monster to hunt the monsters. And I'm just like, that's wonderful. But it's also people happy. also respond to trauma in other ways. Yeah. And like the two siblings are actually the perfect dichotomy of children who have survived um, an abusive um, environment. One overcorrects in the opposite direction. One ends up in a similar um, cycle of violence. And it's just like, Oh, they're doing that. The two extremes instead of, you know, some kind of variance. And I, I, yeah. I'm not saying I don't like the characters. I just, I see that character too much lately. And, you know, making women angry isn't always making them more empowered. <laughs> no, that's actually a good point. Uh, I didn't Great dig, point. I didn't really dig Anna's character. But the thing is, knowing uh, knowing a bit about the comics, I did have to research a bit because I fell out of the whole love of horror comics thing years ago. I was a big Chaos Comics uh, reader. Uh, I got into EC Comics later in life when they were more of a kitsch, kitsch, fun thing. Because, oh, you like her? That Blade movie's popular, right? Check out the, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And I think maybe I missed the boat on this originally where the comics are still coming out. You can still get Hellstrom now if you go to your more... Uh, uh, more um, versatile comic shops, you know, yeah. but you really have to be into this stuff to, to to really delve into those stories because, yo, it's all so damn heavy-handed. Where mm -hmm. they're tying in, the, they're tying into Doctor Strange, they're tying into uh, Blade, they're tying into Brother Voodoo, they're tying into uh, I almost said tying to Constantine. I'm just my mind's going. But they're tying yeah, into I think, all I think you might be talking about Lucifer and uh, Sandman. Not thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm, They're look, still outside I'm, this comic book universe. Well, Sandman is. No, I, I, I think well, I think we'll see some more melding over time. If they're doing things like Hellstrom, I think what this ultimately is is at the very least Marvel now since they've since they've got enough evidence that people care about these things, uh, they're more they're going back to the um, to the to the root of uh, what gave us Iron Man in 2008. You know, they're taking their off their offshoot more obscure characters and saying, you know what. Let's take a chance and actually make something that's not another. That's not a, 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 a the fifth or sixth Spider-Man reboot. Yeah, you know, that'd be they're nice. Taking, they're taking B and C tier characters and not, giving them uh, more an, an opportunity. They're not yeah, making which, the equivalent of another Batman film, yeah. which is nice. Like I, I, as scared as I am for this to come out, I am slightly excited for the um, Moon Knight series. I just I'm afraid that it's going to be bad, but. <laughs> But it's a character you don't see much. I'm just concerned because it's a character that's very violent. And yeah, they want to so, PG-13 it. <laughs> but... You don't knock but on like, I, Exactly. Knock. Like, did anybody hear about the DC's announcement for the Green Lantern on the show? They, they finally have a Green Lantern. Um, yeah, HBO's like, doing it. Oh, really? Um, and there's supposed, there's supposed to be a Green Lantern Corp. There's going to be a Green Lantern Corp show, and there's going to be a Green Lantern movie. No talk of Hal Johnson or um, John Stewart yet, at least on the show, but they are going to have um, Cruz. She's never been brought to the screen before, so I'm curious about this. I'd yeah, I, I, I don't think they're going to have Ryan Reynolds do anything. No. Well, with Hellstrom, I got to say it's. It's slow. I found it plotting. I will give them the, 
I, I will I will give them I, I'll give them the points on definitely not cheaping out on the effects. Uh, if you are a fan, if you're one of the few fans of this actual property, I definitely think there'll be stuff here for you. For me personally, it's a thumbs down, and that's only because for as much good as there was in the visuals, and I like the concept of the fact that something like this got made. Oh, it's yeah. still it, it still bored the hell out of me between all the good between those few good moments i didn't care about these characters and it, i think it did try to make me actually buy into their relationship but i'm like but y'all are no you suck i mean i mean uh, i mean i i, I, I get it you, you, you're trying it's still terrible you know so it's like yeah. it, it, for me it's a thumbs down and it's one of those few it's one of those ones where i actually feel bad about giving it a thumbs down because i see the effort here you know but it is what it is okay Huh. Well, for me, I actually am going to give it a thumbs up because it is a very well done show. Like the the acting is good for the most part. Um, the two mains, I like the dude more. I like Anna just because I don't love her characterization, but hopefully, you know, she'll grow more. Um, but like, it's filmed so well. It, the production is so good, and like, hopefully, this gives more. You know lower level characters a chance to be seen um because there's a lot because i'm sure there's plenty of people out there who love them um i get and again i give it the thumbs up on the caveat i don't know I'll, I'll probably finish off the series but i don't know if i'd go back mostly because oh my god it has such a dark theme and right now i need more serotonin than that <laughs> um why, why do I feel that, like, in my soul at the moment? Like, I feel like I need something happy right now, and that is a downer, downer, downer. But if you like horror, it, it, it'll, you probably like this. It'll be fine. Like, the effects are good. Oh, so gooey, but good. Um, all those demon tropes are there, so if you got your Necronomicon, go for it and watch this show. <laughs> You your Latin already. Um, no, I really, I have to give this a thumbs up. I want to see where this goes. Um, I'm a huge fan of comic adaptions to uh, sort of like television shows. I'm a huge fan of Lucifer. Um, so I want to see, um, I, not the, not like the real Lucifer, but the Netflix show. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got, I got, I got my, I got my circle so here ready. Yeah, I got, I got my pentagram uh, over there. You know, as one does. Um, All right, so the show no, is called. I, I, I just, yeah, I just want to see where it goes. Sorry. All right, so the show is called Hellstrom. It's available now on Hulu. Uh, we got mixed here. Thumb, one thumbs up and two thumbs. Give me one thumbs down, and two thumbs up. So if you're into these kind of things, check it out. And we are out of time. Thank you all for joining us for another awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show. I want to thank Abby. Thank you. I want to thank Shayna. Thank you. And I want to thank you. Reminding you, if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Or you can also go to the website and actually see all our good stuff. All our past reviews, our future reviews, our stuff that we're about to do in 10 minutes. Our stuff about, no, I'm kidding. Enough of the tenant jokes. Uh, if you go to geek-down.com, you can see all our uh, past media and too. Like and subscribe, all that good stuff, and follow us in the future. Also, if you go to villains.wtf, you can see the full network of shows that we offer. And do like us on Patreon, or just throw us a thumbs up, buy a cup of coffee, send a message, let us know you care, and we will catch you all right here. Same bad time, same bad channel next week. Until then, get into each other. Peace.